Yeah, yeah, you're not a you're you're not far off actually. This new piece I'm working on right now um, is is kind of centered around this fuckable Yeti cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a product that I come up with where they're like, "You like luxury coolers? Well, now you can fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> the classic kind of like American dream, you know, get your get your um, Bud Light and then be able to rail your coolers so. <laughs> I know some people who would love to rail their coolers. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I I do too, for sure. I might be one of them. Who knows? Put the right one in front. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The boys got PhDs when it comes to talking about NFTs, and that's nifty. That's nifty. They come to this place to talk about the crypto space and that's nifty. That's nifty. That's nifty. Your hosts for tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday. Damn, that's nifty. What's up, Mark? Not shit. How are you? Just chilling. I got my boy Larry here. Hey, what's, what's up, dude? Larry? How's it going, dude? Nice to meet you, man. Yeah, you too, man. I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, thanks for coming. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm I'm uh fired up, dude. What? So is this um is this, this is officially a podcast or? Yeah, man. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. I think this is like episode seventy five ish now. Sweet, dude. <laughs> Happy to be a part of it. Oh yeah, man. We've been following your uh, well on Twitter, you know, following your Tezos um, journey for a while now, and you know, been on Super Air for like a month, I think, and pretty much sold out this couldn't have lined up perfectly i know right there's actually a couple of auctions going on right now um they're gonna end right after the pod they are (laughs) yeah the one the the fogo to child piece where that dude's eating his own hand uh in like huffing duster and drinking his ema um vr goggles on vr goggles yeah just like blissfully uh consuming because there's a guy with a knife serving him uh whatever it is that he needs to be eating so yeah I'm, i'm i'm super stoked like the whole thing has been fucking crazy because like the super rare thing was hilarious. It started as like a joke where I was, you know, putting in all these like absurdist uh, like applications, essentially like me doing uh, like me huffing duster and reenacting the entirety of uh, the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood um, <laughs> or, or like, or like making a Lego version of passion of the Christ. So I kept tweeting that shit out. And then finally it was super dope. Uh, Zach, reached out to me and he's like, dude, these are fucking hilarious. Yeah, of course you're on. I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is, this is <laughs> So you didn't have to go through the whole uh, uh, onboarding video? You didn't, I, I was going to ask, I wanted to know what the context of that onboarding video was. It sounds like you just got special treatment bypass gates. Yeah, well, dude, I, so I had some, I had applied twice um, and I just assumed it was dead, right? Like you just, when you, when you shove something into kind of the digital abyss and you don't hear back for like a couple of weeks, I think that the assumption is just that, that, um, yeah, it, it's probably deceased and, and just going to live out there in, in oblivion, um, forever. So, um, I did, I did apply, but, um, at the same time, yeah, I was just, I was just like, you know, going all nuts and just making all these absolutely insane things, but that was like over the course of man, it was probably six months of doing that. So it was like, it was more or less like every day, these absurdist 
um, completely insane tweets that, that, uh, that got me in, but yeah, it was, it was super cool, dude. I was, I was stoked that they saw something in me that I feel like a lot of the early, um, hen collectors did too, where it's just like, yeah, let's get, let's, let's delve into the collective madness of, of kind of our psyche and in the dissension of humankind as, as a whole. Hell yeah, man. Like consumerism, let's consume everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like one of my main, it's like one of my main phrases that I feel like I always say is just that create nothing, consume everything where we're conditioned all the time to just be consuming. Um, and, you know, I, I don't feel like creation necessarily even, ha- even has to be like art. Um, is that shit? Is that me or is that you guys? Oh, nobody's here. <laughs> no, <laughs> your doorbell. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I don't know. My wife will, my wife will grab it. But, um, yeah, dude. So I, I feel like it's, um, yeah, we're conditioned for that. And again, it's not like even like the creation of, of art necessarily. It's like a creation of, of really just anything, man, like um, this pod or, or anything else. It's just, we're conditioned to just consume, 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 um, you know, whether it be, wh- whether it be food, whether it be content, whether it be just anything that's just kind of bludgeoning our, our corneas. Um, so it, so I, I, I love that phrase. And, and that's really what a lot of my shit focuses on because it, it's like a frustration with that cycle, but then also kind of the real, the realization that I, I'm in, in many ways perpetuating that with, by creating these things that are, you know, made to be consumed. So it's kind of this, this conflict, but it's an enjoyable one because it's, it's hilarious. And like, I, I will always just be cracking up making these pieces just like, you know, blazed out of my mind, just thinking about all this insane shit. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I mean, one of the best Twitter follows you can have out there, like your shit's so hilarious. Like the writing aspect of it is just a whole nother facet of your creations. Like, and what is your Twitter handle? Because I, I read it as Toad's Wabak, but I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's Toad Swyback. And essentially, it's really funny, dude. I So, like, I've had that for a long time. Like, I think I've had that, like, 2013, but was, wasn't really that active on it. And at the time, well, and still now, I guess, I'm the biggest Under Siege fan to ever exist. So, mm-hmm. Under Under Siege, the movie starring Steve, Steven Seagal is, is what I would maintain as a top five movie of all time along with maybe roadhouse and uh <laughs> on air and a couple others but at a certain point in that movie um casey ryback is the name of uh the main character in there who's a a chef uh in a yeoman because he was uh discharged from the military for like saving a group of uh marines or something it's absurd um and for some reason discharged for his act of heroism but at a certain point in that movie <laughs> but, but at a certain point in that movie they go like He's like, who's on that boat? He goes, who's on that boat? You say it's some toad swyback? And like, it's just like, why did you <laughs> say that toad swyback? Like, obviously, you know, it's Casey Ryback, dude. So then I just kind of modified that. But it's funny. That's the first time anyone's even asked me that. And that's like, it's just such a absurd. And I, I really love, I, I think that I love that it's just toad swyback because it's just not anywhere in my artist name. It's just like, it's just complete madness from 90s movies. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. I'm glad we know that context now. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So like, is the ground beef, is that a symbol of like just all the shit we're cramming inside of us as consumers? Yeah. That's another, um, a really good question. Yeah. Like I, I find there to be a lot of humor in, in beef and ground beef, just in the sense of, well, just the absurdity of, that it exists. So on, on a base level, I think <laughs> that's I think, so true. I never even thought yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> For real. That it even exists. Yeah, yeah, just the absurdity, the absurdity of it um, as a concept and as a product, like where it's just like, dude, like, 
why do we love like this pink spaghetti instead of like actual like animal stuff? Like, why is this more palatable to us? I just find it hilarious. Um, and the fact that it's always just marked down and like, it's just, it's like sad to think that something's legacy is just shoved into like a plastic container and all of its parts are just, you know, um, ground into a 60, 40 blend. that's going to be stirred with manwich or hamburger helper or some shit and shoved down your, your gullet. Um, but then, at the same time, it, it's like, um, at the same time, yeah, it really, it's an examination of, of our kind of existence is, is a similar sack of meat. Like I have a, a piece called um, Beyond Human, where it's essentially just these like patties that are made of human beef in, in some unknowable future. Uh, but it's, it's, they're like sadness based patties. And there's just like all this f- stuff where I, I think that a lot of us feel that sometimes where whether it be with our jobs or like our nine to fives or anything else, you're just being constantly ground. Like you're just in that meat grinder being reformed and reshaped and just shoved onto a grill and roasted or eaten or whatever it is. I think a lot of us feel that helplessness a lot of times. So, you know, in in a lot of ways it's, it's the comedy and absurdism of it. And then also kind of the heartache of, um, of that kind of existence that we all experience. Yeah. It really comes through, man. I just, I love how like absurd everything is and then the callbacks to like major products that we all know or maybe make fun of, but consume ourselves. You know, like you dance that line of like items that we would make fun of collectively, but maybe we had them when we were younger or like, you know, yeah. manwich Capri sun pouches, like fucking yeah. all the a literal manwich gems. Capri sun pouch. Yeah. <laughs> the combination. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, man. I just love that kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah, it's Slim Jim's and Walmart. Yeah, I appreciate it. It really is, man. I think I think a lot of us, no matter where you're from, because it's really funny. Like, um, one of my biggest, um, like, there's like one of my best friends in the space, Sky Golpe, who's this rad ass Italian artist. And he's like one of the dopest artists in the space. But he kind of took me under his wing in some ways and was like, you know, just um, showing me, yeah, just how to kind of navigate the space. Um, but it was really funny talking to him because I was like dude, you're from, you know, you're from Italy, obviously. Does, does this shit also resonate there? And he's like, yeah, man, because essentially there's, there's a town like that everywhere. And I think we've all experienced that, like, you know, that, that kind of piece of shit hometown that we want to leave, uh, can't necessarily leave sometimes, you know, it's, it kind of lives in you, that sense of regret or remorse or, or things that just kind of, um, things that have, that have just grown inside of you, um, like with the pollutants of the hometown essentially, you know? So I don't know, it's, it's just, it's kind of funny and um, sad in, in some ways that we all kind of find ourselves in that place in many ways. Like I'm from a, I'm from a piece of shit town in Northern Indiana. Um, and it, it, and many of that, many of, of the pieces of the, that strip mall culture and the constant pouring of fresh asphalt and all that really kind of bleed through into my pieces for sure. And that's where I, I get a lot of my writing, um, a lot of my writing inspiration too. Like I have a, I have a book coming out next week actually with this dope. Um, no shit. Indie, yeah. This, there's this dope indie UK publisher that I submitted this manuscript to, and it's like, it is fucked up, man. It's called sparsely attended funerals. Um, and it's, it's got these crazy, it's got horrific stories in there. It's like, um, there's the, to, to kind of, uh, the climax of the book is a story about an election being decided by glory holes. So like essentially, um, either the candidates are on either side of this, this bathroom partition 
and who can and whoever can accumulate enough um, spunk essentially will will be the winner of the election. So that's oh, kind of like dude. it's like a twelve thousand word story involving that content. So it is fucked up, dude. Yeah, be prepared. But it's it's very much like what happens though. Yeah, it, it's a dick sucking contest half the time. <laughs> and it's like that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and like, I think we all feel that again, that helplessness where we're just like, dude, what the fuck? Like who, what's going on here? Like what, what is the thing? And, and really it's just, it's just two lunatics in many cases shoving their junk in your face. So that's just kind of, yeah, it was my interpretation of it, but there's also a lot of, you know, more nuanced stuff in there in terms of like, I was kind of talking about earlier hometown hometown regret and again just that feeling of um of being kind of pulverized into oblivion and, and not really having a ton of hope so that's i mean i think that's a thread that kind of goes through a lot of my um a lot of my pieces um and it's it's really funny again like not to go on a tangent but the like when i when i met a bunch of people and like you know talking to you guys people assume that i'm just some kind of like weird bridge troll or some kind of creature that is, um, you know, like immensely sad in, in many ways, but it's funny. Like I, I'm actually a really happy person. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like the, I like the mantra kind of, of creating sad and living happy. So a lot of this is just me dumping all this stuff into the pieces. And then I can kind of, um, I can kind of get rid of that feeling in some ways, at least momentarily. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> it's totally fair too. I mean, like, Looking at your work, I, I got to say, like, it legitimately, like, always makes me uncomfortable, right? like, <laughs> at like, at first. And then, like, you keep looking, and, and, and like, I get the feeling that that's, like, the the intent in a way. But, like, are you uncomfortable, like, while you're creating? Like, what's that process like for you? And that might come off as, like, a, a, a stupid question. But, like, are, like, do you know, like, where you're going when you, like, kind of have a message to push and then are, you know, on the side of, actually creating for someone to consume mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a, a good one um yeah it's funny they kind of evolve as i'm in the piece itself so I, I can kind of find myself um grasping for certain threads in there that i that i, that I then like explore a lot more like literal threads though they like you yeah. know like that's how you make your forms they seem like it's all kind of one amalgamation of threads you know yeah, you're, you're right on that. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. Yeah. It's, it's oftentimes like kind of heaving piles of junk all kind of woven together and, in, or indiscernible, um, you know, flesh mounds or, or whatever it is. So you're, you're dead on, on that part. And I think that, um, I, I yeah, I, I think that it's funny that you said that cause that is really kind of how I work and I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, creation wise, they definitely, yeah, I can tell. And like, you know, I'll show my wife, some of this, some of the stuff that I've, that I've made <laughs> stuff and she's like, kind of like you guys or she's like, holy fuck, this is, this is really disturbing. Like, <laughs> ill. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't experience that same revulsion, I guess. Um, being, being in it. Um, I, I like, I, don't, I can't really describe it. I think I'm just so happy to have what was in my head realized um, in a, in a matter that can be yet consumed or can be interpreted by people. I think that brings me so much joy that, that I can't, that I don't really consider the re the revolting parts of it or the kind of shocking parts of it in some ways. Um, it was funny. Somebody once described it as like a, as, as poison candy, which I thought was a pretty accurate yeah. to it. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah. Super colorful. And then you kind of look at it and you're like, Oh shit, that's, that's not good. Like, <laughs> that's so <laughs> Larry's got one pulled up on his phone that's probably like four feet yeah, away from me. We still it, felt. 
but it looks like you know he could be looking yeah he could be looking at like any cartoon but if you get closer you know you can see everything that's going on there oh yeah yeah Yeah. vr with someone ready to serve and then just you know casual glock in their mouth (laughs) circuit city's burning down in the back yeah i didn't notice it until i actually started looking yeah yeah (laughs) the tiny little bits yeah it's so funny yeah, I find that that like str- that culture of aban- of abandoned stores from like early two thousands just to be like I mean really <coughs> funny and sad and absurd like the Circuit Cities and the dwindling Best Buys and Gadzooks and just all those t- those just idiotic mall stores. Gadzooks, <laughs> that's a throwback, dude. I haven't even thought about that in years. Yeah, like people would be David's buying those. Bridal. Yeah, people David's Bridal. Yeah, people would be buying those like uh, those what are those those uh dragon shirts with like a tribal dragon on it and stuff yeah. flames yeah flames all over the place just idiotic so yeah and and i find that it's funny though because those those stores have been replaced by things that are just as idiotic so you'll you'll see in a lot of my stuff where it's brands like untuck it and it's just like why the fuck are we why the fuck is anyone buying shirts that are made to be untucked? Like <laughs> you can just untuck any shirt. Yeah, you can just untuck any fucking shirt. Like this doesn't need to exist. And, and it's kind of that same thing where you're you'll like sometimes you'll be watching Shark Tank and you'll see somebody make a product that is whatever. It's a better way to wipe your ass or something. And, yeah. and it's, it's just not necessary. But then they'll be like, I have ten million dollars in sales, and and it's just this brutal examination of our our tendency to buy things either you know, that we don't need. And then also we, we can't afford it in, in many cases. So it's just, it's just awful, man. Yeah. Which skill did you realize you had first writing or like the actual art part? Yeah, it was, it was definitely, I was a writer. Well, so I mean, like I've been making shit for a long time. I've, I've always sketched uh, and, and I've always just drawn. And then I got an iPad because our house was filling up with so many paintings and watercolors and acrylics and stuff that, we just couldn't, we had an apartment and we couldn't contain all of it. I had to give, I had to give most of it away. I just, I went into a Facebook group and um, essentially just asked if anybody wanted free paintings. I just gave away probably 200 paintings in Chicago a couple of years ago um, that I just made. But so the, so the iPad helped with that because I could just draw all the time and it was contained in there. So I've, I've probably have drawn I, like I would estimate I've spent probably 15,000 hours on that iPad and it, not even an exaggeration. I'm, wow. I'm on it all the time. And I think that it, I think that I have done that in, in many ways because I, I have zero art education whatsoever. I, I, I never attended art class, not never attended art school. I think I got a B minus in high school in an art class and I was described as adequate by my teacher, <laughs> um, like the worst possible, um, you know, adjective to be described as but yeah then but but i really you know i I was really honed in on writing before all this nft shit happened because yeah it really is it's it's part of those pieces too like you'll always read you know whatever kind of sadistic prose that i've written with it um but i you know i i have three books out right now and then i've got two more out yeah one next week and then one out in the winter um with two um yeah just kind of like low-key indie publishers super cool and kind of saw my vision for them but yeah I, it was it was really my belief that writing was at least my way of conveying what I wanted to convey to people and um because with the art stuff I was always making things but nobody was looking at it you know like I'd be posting things on my art Instagram account and I've said it before in a in a, in a couple of interviews but just kind of 
you know, accumulating a couple likes from pornography spam bots, just like you get three <laughs> likes from those things. And it's just like, all right. So I was, you know, I was still satisfied because creating creation for the sake of creation is, is vital, I think, um, for an artist. And, and so I was fine with that, but I was finding more traction with books. So I was just a little bit more focused on that. Um, yeah. So I, I think it, it, I guess they kind of were happening in unison, but I was definitely way more focused on the writing aspect of it first. So like, what, what's your perspective? Cause, um, it's such a big, you know, part to what you're actually like putting out there. Like, I feel like your, your perspective can kind of change almost from piece to piece. What, what, at what point do you kind of decide, like I'm making this piece, you know, before I finish writing, or is it like, uh, I know the angle that I'm going in to kind of, you know, perceive, I guess, uh, when you're actually creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I generally... Just like the I, the we's, the hours, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it just leaves always like a, a little bit of a question. Yeah, no, I got you. And really, for the most part, what I'll do is I have, I usually have the, the concept for the piece in my head, and then I'll usually um, draw it. And while I'm drawing, I'll, I'll think about um, the story I want to tell with it uh, that accompanies it really. And then at the end of that, what I'll do is I'll generally just meditate on, on yeah, what I really wanted to say and then kind of sit there and look at the piece for a while and, and just have, you know, my, my cursor up on, on Google docs or whatever, and then just really start hammering away um, at, at what I feel like writing. And yeah, oftentimes that, that part takes as long as, you know, the drawing itself. Like I, I really put a lot of thought into, um, into, yeah, the, the collective piece as it were with, with words and images. Cause yeah, the story behind it, um, I, I find is just so important. And I feel like that part of, uh, of any art pieces is, is super important and you don't see it a lot of times, some, you know, right. Yeah. So if you were to flip back through your iPad and like, just take a look at something you did a while back, could you like make a story based on that you think, or do they all like already have an accompanying story in your head kind of? Yeah, I think I could really. Yeah. Like I, I still, I write every day. Um, and so, but a lot of the early iPad stuff are those kind of like low effort in just insane, you know, products or whatever it were. So they're not, they're definitely not as, well-conceived as the um, newer stuff, just because, just because I, I didn't, I didn't find it to be super worthwhile to put whatever, you know, 30 or 40 hours into a piece and then, and then get those, get right. those, um, you know, uh, it likes on it or whatever. So I, I, I have felt it. That's been one part that has kind of evolved in, in a lot of ways is where, you know, I feel really happy spending a, more time on pieces versus just, you know, creating, um, kind of low effort stuff just to satisfy my need to, uh, my need to interpret something on, on like visually, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like you could use some of that stuff as like an asset library and go and like pick products out that you may have, may have drew like a while ago and put them in new pieces and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a, you're, you're not far off actually this new piece I'm working on right now. Um, is, is kind of centered around this fuckable Yeti cooler. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's a product that I come up with where they're like, you like luxury coolers? Well, now you can fuck it. <laughs> the classic kind of like American dream, you know, get your, get your um, Bud Light and then be able to rail your coolers. So. 
that might be. Uh, I know some people who would love to rail their coolers. (laughs) No, right? I I do too, for sure. I might be one of them. Who knows? Put the right one in front. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Similar but different than the uh, Putin flashlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was. That was. Um, I was super happy to be able to work on that thing. I got invited by. I don't know if you know them, Wise Ape and uh, Object Team, who are super cool people. And yeah, they um, they kind of organized that Ukraine event. I, at the time, I was feeling um, like many of us. I mean, obviously, absolutely in no way co- comparable to anyone even remotely close to the situation. It's just at, just the most heartbreaking and brutal situation imaginable. But I was feeling very helpless uh, in terms of what could be done and I didn't know what to do. And I was just kind of like, dude, I don't know what, you know, I, I think many of us were just kind of spiraling and I was in that same spiral where I was just shocked and scared. And, and again, in no way, you know, even remotely the same as, is anyone who's, who's been in it or, or, or have anyone affected by it um, directly. But I just thought they asked me about it. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. And I just wanted to um, really kind of, What's, I don't even, I just wanted to make, I just wanted to make him look like the, the, the biggest asshole he was. And then also kind of just anyone who supported, you know, also entwined in that because it's like anyone who would be dumb enough to buy that fuckable face would also, you know, be kind of, um, you know, be stupid enough to not only spend money on it, um, in terms of like, you know, if it was an actual product, not the people who, who bought it on the Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm following. If an, yeah, if it was an actual product, it's just kind of a hilarious examination of like, I support this guy, so I bought him so I can fuck the, I can fuck him. Yeah. It's just like, so I just found that to be a really comical take on something that is, um, that is truly horrific. And then also, you know, um, it was just so cool. I think they raised like 40,000 bucks for those, all those um, incredible nonprofits that, um, that like, I was just so happy to, to be able to, to even contribute in the smallest way. So that was super rad. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <clears throat> yeah. How'd you get started on the Tezos blockchain or like, yeah, well, what's your introduction to NFTs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I had a buddy. So um, do you, are you guys familiar with that comedian, Eric Andre at all? Yeah, For sure. Yeah. So he's, he's fucking dope. Um, but I, so he, was making this fake presidential campaign, um, whatever it was like two years ago or something. And, um, I had made this fake campaign flyer for him. It had all this crazy shit happening. It had like baby, a baby Yoda bong and like all this like K2 and DMT and all this weird shit. And I, I just left it under this reply to it, to one of his uh, tweets out there. And, um, it ended up getting like a, a, ton, a ton of attention. It was just one of those kind of mini viral things or whatever. So it had like 5,000 likes or something ridiculous, but um, in ridiculous in the sense that, you know, it's just insane that we're even kind of counting those or looking at those. But right. uh, this dude reached out to me, um, Loafgren, who's a, he was a cool dude in the space. And he's like, Hey man, I've got a foundation invite. Like, you know, your shit would do really well out there. And so I minted on foundation first and it was like expensive as fuck. Like I was like freaking out cause it was 250 bucks or something insane. Then of course the piece didn't sell because, you know, at the time, um, at the time I, I like, I don't even know. I, I, I mean, I was still having kind of this relentless, this relentless creative streak where my Twitter was always insane. It was as insane as it is now, you know, full of just, psychotic uh delusions and in all sorts of just insane stuff but 
um, you know, I just didn't have the same kind of uh, following, I guess I did now. So it kind of sat out there. And um, then, uh, and then he, he hit me up. He's like, dude, you should check this, this platform out, Hickant Nuke. And it, at the time, I think it only had like a thousand followers on Twitter or something. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Went in there. The interface was just like, you know, it was so terrible and awesome. It was just, it was this super kind of, you guys are, are probably familiar with it. Just strip. Oh yeah. It, it just seems just, right up your alley. Like we look yeah, at your I, website, your website's awesome by the way. Oh, thanks dude. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, I, I that site was built for me by uh, my friends for my birthday a few years ago. And I was <laughs> I like legitimately cried. I was like, this is so fucking crazy, but yeah, just, just had that super, um, kind of nihilist depraved weird view and so i just started minting weird shit on there and then like it was just selling I'm like all right cool so um i just kept putting shit out there and, and whatnot and then it was funny uh i had an, an interaction with art gnome shout out to art gnome who's um who's a super rad dude in the space he's been around in the space forever boston but, guy like us yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 I, I believe he is um but he he hit me up because we are both te- Tezards owners, which um, you know, <laughs> I had one of those sold about three Tezards. Nice, dude. Hell yeah. So so I, he'd hit me up. He's like, hey, dude, could you do a ground beef Tezard for me? Uh, and I was like, I got you. So I made it and then I made it all insane where I like put like an A1 leather jacket on it. And it was like standing in front of a Fogo to chow. And it was like in a John window and all this crazy shit. And so he just like he tweeted it and then shit started blowing up completely. And I, and like all my stuff was going nuts after um, that. And, and it's kind of just been a whirlwind ever since dude. So I don't even know when that was, but it's just crazy to think that like, I think the first piece I minted on there was maybe March, early March or late March. And now like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm, yeah. It's just, it's just wild, dude. And when was the super rare? That was like a uh, couple months ago, right? Yeah, I think my I think my um, first super rare was um, that's a good question, dude. It was a couple months ago for sure. Yeah, yeah, man, that progressed so quickly. Yeah, I think it, it's our timestamp of four months ago. And yeah, so you okay. released some individual pieces, and then you released that series, right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So I, I wanted to create something that um, that was just that kind of encapsulated all like all of the kind of legalized ground beef stuff in there um so yeah i, I want to do the series and I, i'm in the process i just i really need to to get on manifold and figure out how to make a um and figure out how to make an account on there but i just i haven't i haven't been able to do it yet so oh yeah get a little custom beef contract that's that's what i'm trying to do yeah <laughs> blend yeah oh boy <laughs> so um as far as like, like what you got going forward, like, is that the last piece of that series? Is that five of five, the one that you have auctioned right now? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. It might be. Um, I, I'm actually working on something really um, cool. I'm not sure. Like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to really talk about it or not, but you can uh, hold off. Yeah. I'll hold off. It's, it's going to be nuts though. It's this, it'll be this crazy ass uh, VR version of like a strip mall uh, with, <laughs> So like, you know, essentially kind of a, a, a hilarious take on the the desire for us to live in a different world, but then that different world just sucks just as bad as our current world. So you're like <laughs> yes. uh, walking, walking around home goods and like eating at Golden Corral and shit, but that's, that's coming at some point soon, but I can't, I can't give too much more information on it, but I'm, I'm in the process of making a bunch of really, really insane pieces for it. Um, 
but I don't know. Yeah. I might still include them in that legalized ground beef collection or, or potentially try to figure out a, a new collection name that kind of encompasses those things. I, I think your ability just to just like, you know, put out what you create. I'm mean, just looking at your, your um, account on hen right now and just flipping through like all the pieces on there and just like, you can see that like, if I feel like you're like nonstop and, you know, can put something out every day if you actually wanted to. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I definitely do too. Like in, in most of the stuff, it's funny. I, I just have no intention of minting. So like one of my, <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite things is like claiming that Yuga Labs is, is acquiring these like profile pictures I make that are of like <laughs> the fucking baby from dinosaurs or Dr. Quinn medicine woman, or like Chumley from Pawn stars. Hmm. You know, it's it like some dumbass 10 K PFP project. Like Larry, the cable guy was another one. That I made. That's um, what I was also going to ask. Like, as far as like that, those heads, like what was the criteria to have a created meathead? Uh, oh yeah. So I just, I like, I really get obsessed with minor celebrities in many ways <laughs> or just kind of, you know, just kind of inconsequential celebrities. It's like, like where people will look at it and say like, what, like mind freaks, is he still doing magic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie kidding. Like discovery <laughs> like shows that be on discovery at like one 30 in the morning or something. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. So you, you, you'll just kind of wonder, or I am, I'm absolutely obsessed with the show pawn stars. It's just, I find it, hilarious like many i think americans or many people around the world where you know you just watch it and you just see people come in there and get offered you know twenty dollars in store credit for their most the you know their most prized thing they reluctantly <laughs> take it it's like dude this is whew, this is brutal but um yeah it's so that that was kind of the criteria for that and it, i was going to make ten thousand one of one beef heads but i just i i just couldn't do it i <laughs> so fucking many <laughs> i don't know how i would have done Name it. Ten thousand people yeah, you're right i would need ten thousand people like but it was this kind of grand grandiose i'm a big um i'm a huge sufjan stevens fan so uh i guess i suppose it was a similar um goal to what he did for when he claimed he was making an album for every state in america and then he was <laughs> He made, I think, two of them, and it was like, ah, I'm good. Like, that's that's it. <laughs> that's your roadmap. <laughs> there it is. That's the roadmap right there, yeah. yeah. So you you did an exhibition in Milan? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was in Milan. At the, it was the first ever um, NFT exhibition in Milan, which was which was super cool. So I was there with some, like, some insane artists, like, Coldy and um, Sky Golpe and uh, Jesse Draxler. Uh, I'm trying to think about who, who some of the other too people. much oh, lag. I think was in that. Too much lag was there. Billy Billy um, Ellis. Um, Billy. Man, I'm trying to think about who else. Yeah, uh, Sarah that was, Zucker. That's a Dart Milano one, right? That was yeah. Sarah Zucker was there. Who's who's freaking incredible. I love her. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but it was. It was really cool, man. I, like I, I, uh, I got like super emotional before we left uh, to go to the opening night of it because it was this. It, it was just such a crazy, overwhelming feeling to be somewhere completely foreign and and having kind of your dreams uh, realized in many ways. You know, where where your assumption is that your assumption is that you're just gonna die alone um, doing something you hate, right? Where you're working, you're not. <laughs> and that's just kind of you you retire at 70 with with a with you know a 401k and and like you ha haven't really accomplished anything which is 
is fine. I think that's that that's kind of what we all kind of come to grips with. So then to have that be changed in some ways where I'm in Milan and, you know, even if, even if everything collapses at a certain point, you know, having that moment was just such a, was such a, I had so many crazy emotions you know, in me where I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I can't even believe this shit. So um, that was really insane. And then I was just in Venice a couple of weeks ago too, for um, this Biennale offshoot uh, event by a decentralized art pavilion, which was um, another in- insane cast of artists. And that was another kind of surreal experience. It was really cool. I got COVID there, which sucked, but uh, it was, it was fine. Dude, you got to take some pictures and send them to your art teacher. Be like, look at, look at me now. Or just be like, yeah, this is adequate, right? This is, this is what adequate looks like. I know, right? <laughs> it's funny. Well, most of the people in my life don't really know that I'm even doing this in, in many ways. Like, That's I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't really talk about it a ton. Um, like with my friends or anything like that. It's just kind of something I do. So it's, it's been kind of funny when like I'll, you know, somebody will get a glimpse of something or like, or they'll, they'll search or they'll be searching for my Instagram and they'll look on, um, you know, Google or whatever. And, and, you know, super rare pops up or something. And they're like, dude, what the fuck what is going on here? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it, it's cool. I, I'm just, I, I'm just honestly, genuinely on, on godly grateful for this shit, dude. I mean, like it's, it's, it's corny as hell to say. And a lot of people always say, you know, and I, that's the, something I always make fun of in, you know, and I, I maintain this, that, that literally shaking right now is like the worst, <laughs> the worst dude. So like, I relentlessly make fun of that. Like the, I'm crying, I'm shaking, but I am, I am just un, unbelievably grateful. I, I feel, it feels, uh, it feels surreal on a daily basis, not even, the not even the the sales or, or the collecting part but to have met so many cool ass people and also that that uh again like to see something resonate with other people that sometimes you assume is kind of just a manifestation of your own uh, of your own making is just such a crazy ass experience dude I, I really can't even uh, begin to describe it that's awesome man yeah <clears throat> so uh, i i think just like just looking at your work too, I feel like there's like a, a, a level of like nostalgia that you, you can hit with, with just like the, the characters that you, that you involve. Um, were you uh, like, I guess, are you, are you part of like, I don't know what time frame are, are you like, trying to ask him how old he is? Not necessarily. Like, cause that, <laughs> the like, 90s? it just feels like it's gotta be you, late eighties or like to nineties. No, okay. like, like having consciousness around 95 basically <laughs> is what it feels like a lot of your work is like timelined on and it just like for me i connect with it because it's you know that stuff i sub i subconsciously know and it's like there's yeah. so much shit that you don't even realize that you have in your head until you see something like oh, buzz yeah. balls got yeah. me i was like oh yeah those things Tommy Pickles <laughs> in part of the tgi fridays it's just like like <laughs> that's a know. saturday morning 12 year old larry that's, it really <laughs> at like six o'clock at night yeah on a yeah. wednesday <laughs> perfect yeah, it's you're dead. On. Yeah, I'm I'm 87, uh, 87 baby. So yeah, not by 95. That really was kind of when the prime where, you know, you're getting fed like all that low fat snack wells shit. <laughs> um, you know, the sharks, the shark fruit snacks with the white, the white shark. That was yeah, always, like, those are dope. Like surge wasn't even an idea yet. Yeah, surge. Developing. Oh, dude, surge was so good, man. That's a, or like the suicides at the um you know, you'd spray the pop in you'd all spray the different ones. Yeah. 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 So that was another, another classic or just, I don't know, man, I feel like the, you know, that's kind of another beef thing too, where I feel like we ate, 
so much fucking beef. Uh, and we would also do, I was raised Catholic, which I think you'll see a lot in my work in terms mm-hmm. of the, in terms of the guilt and regret that's instilled into you when you're, I'm obviously completely done with, like, I haven't, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel for, you. You probably could have guessed that, but yeah, after, um, or it was pretty much in eighth grade. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking idiotic. Like what, what is it? Was like a, it was like, a, it was like a job. It was actually like, a, it, like a, yeah, Larry did job. that. That's accurate, man. It's, it's super confirmed. accurate. All right. Dude. I will confirm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's awful. And it makes you feel like shit all the time. But, but like, yeah, the, um, it, it's just, man, it's crazy. I don't even know where I was going, but the, <laughs> My second grade teacher once told me that uh, that by, by me sinning, it was like me nailing nails into Jesus's bleeding hands on the cross. <laughs> that that kind of gives you like, the the fucked up nature of of you know Catholicism in, in a small town and stuff. It's just it's rough, dude. It is really bad. But yeah, so that that bleeds through in a lot of my work too, where there's stuff about salvation and um, you know um, there's there's a nostalgia for, uh, for some parts of it. And then for other parts, it's definitely like a, a complete ridiculing of how absurd it is. You know, like all the, the highway signs that you'd pass the hell, the hell is real and, you know, um, be saved, you know, call this number and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, like, this is, it's crazy that we, that we live, uh, you know, in, in this way and that, that people are this kind of militant about their, their beliefs. It's just, it's wild. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But there's like a level of like cynicism and like actual sense of humor that you need to have to be able to like kind of just comprehend and, and understand it. Um, yeah. So uh, just in general, I feel like that's just a trait that people need to have. And, you know, I don't know how much work you can take, like literal, but like your work, I, you can I feel like it can just not be taken literal ever. But yeah. it's just the truest depiction of what shit is really like. And it's just yeah. like. What people Thanks, just bail themselves to. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's funny because in some ways, yeah, and I think that that's the the main goal is is, and I think many people see this where, um, you know, I think if if it was just about suffering, I don't I don't know that it would be as is uh, yeah, is impactful. Like I think I think there's people find humor in it, which I think I think there has to be there has to be humor yeah. in that sadness or in that nostalgia or or whatever, and then I think that. Also, um, a lot of it is diffusing, you know, what was potentially constructed in you that you're not, you know, super happy with and, and examining that and saying like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, why was, why was, uh, you know, this, these priests or whatever, you know, like <laughs> a funnel cake from the county fair, you know, like it's just the absurdity of kind of the, the entire thing. So it's, it's kind of helped in that way too. Dude, yeah. They got me with the donuts after, after church. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember in by so like by high school, so senior year of high school, this bishop came to our. Um, you go to Catholic school. school through high school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So this bishop came to our high school, and they made this sheet cake, and it had this. It had like him on top. It had like his like whatever head or something on top of it as like a graphic. And so, so I went weird. to take a piss. I went to take a piss, and that sheet cake was sitting there, and I just wanted to ruin it, so I just. I dug my hand all the way through the sheet cake and like just took out a huge scoop and ate it. And uh, the rest of the, the rest of the day, people were going nuts. It was an absolute hunt for who the fuck did it. And I just had like blue frosting all over my teeth and, and everyone refused to rat me out, even though, I mean, it was pretty clear that I did it. 
it, it ruined everyone's day and I was just so happy that I did it. I'm like, fuck that guy, man. This sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no snitches though. No snitches. I know I was, I was surprised dude. Cause there was, there were certainly snitches amongst uh, those detractors, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty hilarious. That's they weren't actually... scared of you in any way, were they? No. <laughs> no, no I, yeah, in high school, I mean, much like today, dude, I was like, a, I just didn't really give a fuck. I was a happy dude and, um, you know, like just listened to fish and smoked a bunch of weed and, and just chilled. So, yeah, I, I was not like, a, I don't even know. I, yeah, I just, I just, you know, I, I'm just, I've just always kind of been me and, and um, yeah, I think people are chill with that. I feel like we definitely resonate with that, so. Yeah, yeah since, since you listen to fish, you've probably done acid. And I feel like acid <laughs> definitely wakes you up to that point of being like, why do we do these stupid things that we do? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, just a new perspective on stuff. It definitely does, man. Well, yeah, I think. all. Yeah. I, so I actually haven't done acid. I've done mushrooms a bunch, which is I same think, thing. Yeah. 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 You know it. Really similar. And you're you're dead on with that, dude. You, you just realize the absurdity of it all. And you it, it's it's so weird being in one of those either bad either a bad trip or then you come out of it and you have a whole different perspective on things or you had the good trip where you can like yeah also get that that just change perspective that that's so important and weed plays a massive role in my life still you know like i love smoking weed i love you know edibles and stuff and i just feel like it it's it's just something that that helps with everything in many ways <laughs> I don't even know how else to describe it. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I think we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually going to Chicago not too long from now. You got any uh, recommendations we check out there? Yeah, for sure. Well, so I don't even, I don't live in Chicago anymore. I need to. Oh. Live. Yeah. So I moved, my wife and I moved uh, about six months ago. We actually moved to Indianapolis, which uh, is hilarious. Cause it's like, now I just have inspiration all the time in terms of the stupid shit I make, but <laughs> Um, which is as far north in Indiana as I've been Indianapolis. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You don't, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's not a bad city, but unless Bloomington's further north, I don't know. No Bloomington South. Yeah. Okay. Bloomington there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's not too bad. It's not Chicago, but yeah, it was, it was just too expensive in Chicago, dude. Like condo, our, our condo there was like less than the little house we bought here or more than the little house we bought here. And we were like, we were living in, a tiny ass place where both of us were working from home for our jobs and stuff. So we were like, we got to get out of here. Um, yeah. But for, for Recos, yeah. Anywhere in Logan square is going to be good, dude. I, I don't know if you're super familiar with that area, but it's, it's got a bunch of good cocktail bars. One of my favorites is called uh, Billy Sunday, which has this world renowned uh, Fernet program. I don't know if you're super into like weird ass herbal kind of uh i've heard of it i it's been in a drink i've had but i had to look it up i think at the time to make sure it was something i was gonna be okay with (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah that yeah that that place is is super cool and then there's a couple other places like right around there actually you know what dude there's a super um cool sandwich shop called big kids that has a bunch of my art in the windows i gave them because they were no way yeah so you could hit there these dudes are dude it's like the biggest stoner shop ever it's it's dope they got like fried bologna sandwiches. I mean, they, they actually just got rated the best sandwich in Chicago. Um, so that, that could be a, a spot you hit up to. Hell yeah. Um, big kids. Coles is also sick. Not the, not the, <laughs> not the I thought not you were K-O-H-L-S. fucking with us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Coles, you get a fresh pair of khakis. There's a, there's a bar called Coles, C-O-L-E-S. And it's just a, it's just a dumpster, but it is awesome. I think there's like $2 Lone Stars 
and you know just the jukebox and just all the all the stuff you want in a chicago dive bar so that's another place it's pretty sick hell yeah man appreciate it yeah for sure they're actually probably going to be useful yeah definitely going to big kids that sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome big kids, yeah. big, big kids and billy sunday are, are pretty much next door to each other so you can get loaded at billy sunday then stumble over to big kids uh and grab a a huge insane sandwich and they they just go nuts there dude they, they're like they're hilarious. Like everybody, like sometimes people will just be wearing like Boba Fett helmets and just weird shit. Like it's, it's cool. Love it. Yeah. I, I just keep picturing the Coles clothing store now, but they, they sell hot dogs and drinks like a Costco's inside. <laughs> that, would be, dude, that would be awesome, man. It would make awesome. my experience much better. Bust in, bust out some Coles cash. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Coles wife cash. makes me walk around those stores all the time. Like shit, I wish you could get a hot dog. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I know. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's like I got a Costco card maybe like a year ago, and I just I think I've gone to Costco twice. You should probably cancel that. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would cancel that, dude. I, I, although I, I actually I like, I mean, I like Costco. I like Costco. That's the thing, about it. but you just, don't go. But then you like you get there and you're like, I actually don't need sixty four Nutrigrain bars. I just need <laughs> like twenty four. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. yeah, or the or like the the weird like Kirkland brand stuff where it's like, oh, this is Kirkland brand like bleach or Kirkland or just stuff that it's just like, why is Kirkland doing this? Like, <laughs> like, like we bought a case of Kirkland brand. I think it was some insane beer. It was like Kirkland yeah. brand Flemish sours, and I'm like, dude, they have monks. Oh no, there. shit. <laughs> it was, Larry loves sours. That's crazy, yeah, dude. It was nuts. They were pretty good, dude. Like, yeah. Kirkland's gained my respect over the years just by like how they're relentlessly just cr- literally just creating whatever they need and just putting their brand on. It's just like they want us to consume everything. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I know I'm kind of the Kirkland brand of the crypto space. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right, have you worked a Kirk, a, like a Kirkland into uh, a PC? I don't know if they've actually seen a Kirkland store. I don't think there's like an outlet. But Kirkland I, golf balls. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I did. I actually did do that. Like, so I, okay. I have a piece that was like, that was making fun of kind of um, the older art institutions. And I made this, there's this like, there's this critic out there that just posts the dumbest shit. He's pretty famous, Jerry Saltz or something. And I, I, I uh, posted this thing on there that was just like Kirkland brand salts reviews or something. And then I had like a, there was a sign that said uh, Christie's bar and grill. And it was like the Chili's logo. And <laughs> There was it was like Sotheby's Bass Pro Shop or something, or <laughs> some some dumb shit. Oh my god! And Mary Meat today is pretty uncomfortable too. Oh it's yeah, really dude. the classic, the K. Those just man, it's, it's a, great. It's, it's like, good. Yeah, it's like that hometown stuff, man. Where people just go to Jared, and you just it's just like why? Yeah, you just wonder why. I just don't get it. You can see the store too, the jewelry store, which is always on like the corner of like the like the the T section of of a mall, yes. where it's like about to go down, and then it takes up two glass portions of the corner, so you can like walk right in. Yeah, and, then, and it's just like the store is gold. It's just like you're looking at it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, and they always be walking in. And they, yeah, and they they always do those things where it's like oh, so, they're like we have uh there was one that happened a couple of years ago where they were like chocolate diamonds and they were just yeah, yeah. oh i remember yeah. that yeah it was just like brown diamonds it was just like dude what the like who made these this is insane well at the end of the day dude i'm glad you didn't have any like formal art education i think some of the best art we've seen like comes from that side as well where it's just like just create 
from your own, like how, how you want to do it, you know? Yeah. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're right, man. I appreciate that. It's like, yeah, you don't, you don't need anybody telling you, you know, how to do something. You just figure it out in your head and that's just what you do. And and there's no explanation or rhyme or reason for it. It's just because it's what you want it to be. And there's, there's no, yeah, there's no one, there's no one influencing you. I think like, I mean, I, I think that's one part that's been super dope in this space too, though, is that, you know, you, you're just, you're under this constant onslaught of in, incredible fucking art and people pushing themselves to the limits every single time. And you see these insane evolution of artists, uh, you know, over the course of weeks instead of years where, you know, you look at their pieces and you're like, holy shit, after, you know, three weeks, you did this, like, this is crazy. This is a crazy evolution. So I think in that way, um, it's cool because yeah, I think we're all pushing ourselves into this, this kind of next realm of, of whatever it is, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to just, just do whatever the fuck you want. And that's just kind of what it is. So yeah, I appreciate that sentiment. Hell yeah, man. You have anything else on the horizon besides the, uh, the VR stuff. And then, uh, well, obviously you're doing the, the book in like a week. And mm-hmm. then the new exhibition, where was that again? Venice? Uh, yeah, that was that um, That was in Venice uh, like three weeks ago or something. So that, oh, that, okay. I was going yeah, off the that, website. Yeah, that wrap. But yeah, yeah, I think that's really it, dude. I'm, I think I'm going to go to NFT NYC maybe, but just not go to any of the events and just like hang out at the Margaritaville there and crush land sharks. <laughs> <laughs> or like yeah, or there the bubblegum shrimp in Times Square and just get just get wasted on uh whatever they have there the the um lieutenant dan like tropical yep. punch or whatever the hell. <laughs> would have um, to hit a sabaros yeah hit a sabaros sub yeah so i think i think i'll probably do that but otherwise dude i just yeah i'm just head down creating and, and hopefully um yeah man this it's been it's been sick i just i just hope it all like it's i don't even know man i don't even know what i hope for i just, <laughs> I like it's, just it's just cool again like to to think that um yeah, the, the, that like this even exists right now is is the coolest thing ever. So I just, I don't even know. I feel like we're all, you know, winning in that way where, you know, no one can take that from us no matter what happens. So it's, it's been pretty, t- it's been pretty dope that we're building an organism that is probably going to outlive us all. Um, so it's just, it's just cool to be a part of that. Yeah. Mike, it's crazy. I, that's a perspective I haven't hit. Yeah, I mean, my my Twitter timeline has been pretty upbeat despite the market being down. I feel like everybody's head down creating right now. And like, you know, that's it's a good time. New stuff's going to come out of this, you know, and I don't think anybody's going anywhere. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. Hell yeah. Just as long as you keep pumping out. uh, Like 20. Yeah, yeah, no, like you're 80, 20, but specifically just uh, good VR perspective. This dude taking a (laughs) shit with looking at his angles is fucking absurd. Yeah, yeah, dude, I will. Yeah, I, I've only worn <laughs> one once, and I was like really drunk and puked. Um, it was, You're ahead of your time with it. Yeah, thanks. Dude. People aren't thinking. People just want to be there. They're not looking at these aspects. Yeah, yeah right. Fucking get creative. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, thank you, thank you, dude. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, taking the time with me, and uh, that was uh, that was super fun to talk to you and shit. I know we're we're like almost at time, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Dude, yeah, this was great. We appreciate you taking the time. You know, anytime we can talk to people and creators like yourself. And good luck for the super rare auction that's ending in like an hour. So we'll be watching that. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Yeah, I'm about to tweet. I'm about to tweet about it right now. And then I think maybe make a I had a an idea for a PFP for like that Mucinex monster, dude. Like <laughs> I 
10,000 editions of him. So, yeah, we'll see what's up. Make like <laughs> incorporate some Afrin in there. I, I love Afrin. Oh, yeah. Afrin's the best, dude. Addictive <laughs> as fuck, dude. Watch is. out for Afrin. Yeah, use that for two days and your your sinuses are, are like the that of a 10 year coke addict. <laughs> yeah. You have to wean off of it, man, or it'll fuck you up. Get the, I, I know. the shakes. Bloody noses galore. <laughs> yeah, Afrin blood. Fuck. All right, man. That was dies with the most likes and uh, sh- shit. I hope you don't die, but I hope it is with a lot of likes. If it is, <laughs> right? Cool, dude. Thank nice you. Nice to meet you, dude. Peace, man. Later on, cheers. Damn, that's nifty. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. Before his fears, he leaked a plan. Exula worked on Iron Man. How cool is that? Mad Dog Jones, the dude so fine, he hand draws every single line. I sure as hell didn't know that. Fuck Renda built the gallery to raise new artist popularity. What a guy. Yeah, man, it's a good guy. Too much lag like a nomad, all his belongings in a single bag. All these things, can't you see? I learned all that's NFT. That's NFT. That's NFT. That's a nifty, nifty NFT. That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT That's nifty, that's NFT That's a nifty, nifty NFT Damn, that's a nifty NFT